This particular episode of Previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer covers and discusses subjects such as sexual assault and cannibalism, so please do be aware of that when you're listening. Previously on Previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So this whole episode is about parallels, and this is where Buffy realises that she has to be two different people, and she has to sacrifice one or the other. So you have Owen, which is the Buffy who is the normal girl, and then you've got the Giles side, the Slayer side. And it's that moment when Buffy kind of realises, oh, he wants the excitement, the danger, the sort of unpredictability, and she hasn't got time for that. Hello and welcome back to Previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We're on to episode six of season one, which is called The Pack. So we're halfway through season one. Yes. Time flies. And this is a particularly short season. It is. By Buffy's standards. Yes. What do you think overall to this episode? Uh, I don't want to put everybody on a downer, but I I struggle with this episode. It's mm. it's very depressing in a lot of ways. Um, there are a lot of moments that make me feel quite uncomfortable. But you know, it's it's well made, and I get why things happen the way they do. There's a point to it. But I still, yeah, it's still a very uncomfortable watch. At times, I would say painful. Yes, <laughs> there's a lot of very dark subjects that arise throughout the the episode but yeah it's probably my least favorite episode of season one so uh interestingly though this was joss whedon's favorite episode yeah which yeah that that that, is interesting (laughs) (laughs) take that information away and do with it with what you will but yes to be fair, there's a lot of um, not nice subjects about it, you know, and it is essentially it's about predators and them taking the forms of being bullies in school. And I think it's it's an important subject that they addressed quite early on. But yeah, it's so it it makes it makes my skin crawl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose you know it's probably supposed to do that. If if it doesn't have that effect yeah. on you, then yeah, I'd worry about. <laughs> <laughs> I worry about anyone that isn't affected by this in some way. Yes. But yeah, the, the show does that so well in general. You know, all the metaphors for real life problems, I suppose, or situations. We we see it time and time again throughout the show. And I'd say probably this episode is the one where the parallels are much more prevalent in, you know, the fact that this is the supernatural element. And this is the the natural parallel that that this is, you know, sort of representing in in Buffy world, and yeah, I think this is potentially you know the one that you can sort of learn lessons from. Very, it, it's I say it's, it's it's subtle, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, in that. So uh, this episode it starts at the zoo, Sunnydale Zoo, because every town has its own zoo. And we're introduced to some new characters immediately. So we know that these guys are going to feature. And they are, I'm going to call them the Twat Gang. 
<laughs> until we can think of anything better for them. Yeah. So these guys are just bullies and they catch up with Buffy who's having a little wander around and they they try and picking on on her which is really rich uh considering her ability to beat people up which they even point out and very quickly we're again the the writers just explain they're at the zoo it's a day trip for the school Xander and Willow have to convince Buffy that this is a brilliant idea <laughs> because they're not actually having to sit lessons even Willow considers this a a winning formula and then we are then introduced to uh, another character called Lance who is uh, the bullied and as we were saying you know this is a really great episode for showing parallels but this is just pure this is not supernatural in any way this is just pure arsehole behavior from mean school kids uh, Lance is obviously a very quiet astute and well-read student and they're just picking on him because of that and um principal fluty i love this guy scene stealer <laughs> <laughs> he does he steals every scene apart from his jacket his jacket steals the scene yes <laughs> so uh he definitely has the same outlook as xander and willow when it comes to day trips because there's no way that he would wear this jacket at school so this is his going out jacket, which mm -hmm. I love about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, yeah, this is the best bit. And I think, again, you mentioned actually that you've been in situations like this where the teacher is aware that something wrong is, is occurring. Yeah. And they put the bullied kid on the spot and say, is everything okay? Yeah, which is just the wrong approach completely. You kind of just, you're, you know, everyone's looking at you. So you're like, oh no, everything's fine. You want to, you don't want to rock the boat too much. Nothing's going on. Because you're just like Lance in this situation. He obviously thinks if I dump them in it, they're going to torment me even more. Yeah. And so Lance does what is essentially the wrong thing and says, no, it's fine. It's not a problem. And the gang, the twat gang, they go, oh, good on you, Lance. Well done. Come with us now. You're you're part of the gang. Let's head towards this hyena house because that's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, which of course is closed. It's all taped off, and it has flashing amber lights and all sorts. It's you know, it's a do not cross <laughs> line. Um, Buffy and Willow see them go in, and you get again this very, uh, very short interaction where Buffy takes over she said i'll i'll go and sort this out and xander is the one he's like no 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 it doesn't require a slayer i'll go and sort this out they're just bullies you know the, the bark's worse than the bite i can deal with this so uh he heads off and buffy and willow are like yeah we'll follow him <laughs> <laughs> but they get stopped by the zookeeper guy who i really like I don't know if you found this, but I sort of believed everything he told Buffy and Willow in this particularly the first scene. And he's explaining yeah. that it's really interesting. It's actually, I say interesting, it's really interesting for the episode. You really need to pay attention to, to it. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he explains that they're in, the hyenas are in quarantine. They've just come out of Africa 
out of Africa. That's the film, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he mentions the Maasai tribes and that they would lure their prey by calling their name and, and all the rest of it. Yeah, so we get this sort of really quick lowdown of what hyenas are capable of, apparently, according to myth. And then we move into the the hyena house where the bullies are, they're just teasing Lance, but in the worst way. And, well, literally threatening him to throw him over into the hyena cage. Which is horrific. It's It's so nasty. And you think, oh, poor guy. And... You then uh, see the the worst animatronic <laughs> puppet ever. <laughs> Very it, scary hyena puppet. It's <laughs> of all the things on Buffy, I think that is the most disappointing thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get a real hyena, really. I know. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, of all the things, you think it's fucking real for it, for heaven's sake. You don't have to make it up. You don't have to build a hyena. You just go, and, I don't know, hire one or something. Yeah. And we get Xander coming to the rescue and showing his noble side for the last time. Yeah, sadly <laughs> in lacking this in this episode. Massively. <laughs> and he stands up against them, which is good. Uh, you know, someone needs to to defend the uh, the ones that can't be defended. And he is then placed in this position where... The group of them, so there's now five of them, um, end up looking at the growling animatronic. And there's a massive, great big thing on the floor, painted animal circle thing. And then you think, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's the hell mouth. Shit is about to get real. Yeah. Um, Their eyes glow. The hyena's eyes glow. Then the kid's eyes glow, and you're thinking there's a whole big glowing thing. And Lance runs off because Xander is staring very, very well at him, yeah. um, like he's about to eat him. And yeah, it's it's all doom and gloom already, isn't it? And you think, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> yeah, they're they're all laughing at Lance. Xander's laughing. Yes, and he's very smirky and we have this unsettling close-up of his face so it's like something's not right with him he does it really well i think he does yeah and then the um the laughing it becomes part of the soundtrack for this episode and it's it's interesting actually the actors begin laughing so they it's actually them that are doing that that laughing but as the episode progresses they start to mix in actual hyena laughs with the actors' um, voices and growls and what have mm. you. So it really becomes more and design. more. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. I mean, as obviously as a sound producer, you're going to love that, that element <laughs> of it. But you, it really, I think it really adds to it. And it, it yeah. just um, makes your skin crawl. Because you thought, sort of think, oh, God. I mean, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't hear a, a hyena laugh now without thinking of this episode. No, yeah. Not a fan of hyenas anymore. No. If I, if no. I ever was. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the opening credits. Yeah. Which, of course, the amazing theme plays. And we're back into, well, the, the main act one 
which is the Bruns. Yeah, our favourite place. So Buffy and Willow are there uh, without Xander, but he is the topic of conversation. And Willow is asking Buffy, you know, did, did he seem quiet on the bus home from the zoo? So she's noticed that something is different about him. Buffy doesn't seem to notice as much. To be fair, she's a bit distracted. Willow is telling Buffy about her crush on Xander. I think there's there's a very funny line about blood pressure. <laughs> yeah, bless her. 130 over 80. Like, it's wow, like, oh, okay. oh, you have noticed. Okay. Um. <laughs> And she also starts to kind of push Buffy on her own attraction to Angel. But we yeah, don't so see him in this episode at all, no, do we? No, we don't, no. Yeah, he's he's um, he's um absent, apart from his jacket that Buffy is once yeah. again wearing very well. And uh, Willow points it out. And uh, I quite like that, the line that she says to Buffy. Um, where she's like, oh, is it? has it ever happened to you? You know, that tingly feeling. And Buffy's like, no, not of late. She's like, well, no, not, not even for dangerous and mysterious older men whose leather jackets you happen to be wearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> and she, so. uh, Buffy's just, she can't even deny it. She's like, oh, well, you know, some girls might find him good looking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they have eyes. <laughs> yeah. And then she's kind of, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you can't deny love, it. But I love how her main concern is that, well, he's never around. And then when he is, all he wants to do is talk about vampires. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's just he's just about the biz. Yeah. Um. So he just wants to talk about work all the time. <laughs> so, and then Xander arrives. Yeah. And Willow notices. She's like, oh, there he is. And Buffy's like, Angel? Like, no, Xander. <laughs> So I was like, yep, she's got Angel on the brain big time. Yes. Um, But from the moment Xander walks in, it's, yeah, he's behaving very strangely. Well, I suppose him eyeing up girls is not that strange, but (laughs) there's just... Like their dinner. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit odd. Mm. And when he comes over to their table, he's, he's very hungry. Yeah, and he's trying to be the alpha as well, yeah. which... Um, in their group, Buffy is, and you can tell this is the beginning of their, you know, the well, it's quite a primal thing, of course. Mm-hmm. But you know, Xander's trying to get the upper hand on both of them because they're girls, and Buffy's not having any of it. Of course, Willow is is a lot more subservient to, and you know, and and wants Xander in in a different way. So she's more accepting of how he wants to treat them both but yeah you know Xander sort of goes oh girls and Buffy's like boy (laughs) yeah really puts him down straight away and I really I love this bit about Buffy it's great she just doesn't give him any any room to to maneuver but yeah you know when he tears off a piece of her croissant because it's the bronze and you can buy pastries (laughs) of an evening it is an odd choice (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the dynamic is just different here because, you know, she would she'd put him down and he'd probably he'd kind of retreat or make a little joke or something, but he's still there's just something about the way he's acting that there's a lot of, you know, they're just staring at him like what the fuck's going on here. Yeah. And Buffy even says, "What is up with you?" And yeah. Willow, and I think this this proves what we were just saying. Willow says, "Did I do something?" So it's mm. Willow is always accepting that 
Xander is never in the wrong. Buffy is holding him to account. Yeah. Um, as she does with all of her friends, but in particular Xander, because of course it's a Xander-centric episode and he's acting like an arsehole at this point. Yeah, the weirdest bit is when he, he sniffs Buffy and he's like, oh, oh you took a bath. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I tend to do that. It's like, what What the hell are you doing? Oh, it's. It, she's like, I'm actually known for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's okay. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, you, you'd be like... I mean, even if this was a universe where you didn't have all this supernatural stuff going on, you'd be like, okay, you, you need to go and see a doctor or something. Yeah. There's something going on It's with just you. really weird, yeah. yeah. And uh, and Buffy's one line, I think they actually use this quite a bit in advertisements and trailers where Buffy says, and the Weird Behaviour Award goes to... <laughs> um, so uh, we get some really good music, actually, by Sprung yeah. Monkey. And that sort of triggers the the opening of the um well the twat gang i don't know what else to call them yeah they they arrive and xander instantly his his reaction when they walk in it's like oh you see that he's just it's like a weird telepathy kind of thing he just senses them walking in and i mean they're their usual selves they go over and start picking on this poor guy but at the same time, there's something that's just much more menacing about it than than usual, I think. Yeah. I mean, what they say is awful to the guy. And then I, I think what's worse is the fact that Xander, after he laughs, and Buffy sort of looks at him and says, don't fucking laugh. That's not funny. Because mm. they're commenting about the guy's size. Yeah. Calling him Goodyear, which is awful. Xander then so, says... The kid's fat. It's like, that fuck, what a wanker. <laughs> yeah. So then we have a little bit of light relief, I think you'd call it. Uh, Buffy is training with Giles in the library, which we haven't seen a lot of yet. So no. This is, this is a nice little glimpse into that particular ritual. And <laughs> poor Giles is really out of his depth here. He's got all this padding on and Buffy is just really going for it and kicking the shit out of him. And yeah, Giles just looks very uncomfortable altogether. And then <laughs> he says, okay, that's enough training for one day. <laughs> <It's> like, right. <laughs> that's enough. No yeah. more. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she goes off to class. He's like, yeah, you run off to class while I wait for the feeling to return to my arms. <laughs> yeah. He's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's, he's a man in pain. Yeah, and that's the end of that scene. But what what a what a nice little minute or so that was. <laughs> it's yeah, as you say though, it's it's actually it's quite nice to see because this is part of the Slayer training. Yeah, which um, you know they they begin to hint at, which is which is I think really interesting. Yeah. Um. So, uh, and then we get this mad scene. Oh, this um, is crazy. Low yeah. level camera work here. Um. <laughs> Something's and it's very running. chaotic. <laughs> yeah, something is running through the corridors and the students are all kind of going, oh, what, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. um, and straight into Buffy's arms, she picks up this adorable little pig in, <laughs> in an uh, American uh, football helmet. <laughs> yeah, Principal Flutie comes over and introduces him as the new Razorbacks mascot. I know. Yeah. And he's, he's, you know, he's a fierce Razorback. So, yeah, because Buffy's like, oh, he's so cute. 
like, no, he's <laughs> not cute. He's a fierce Razorback. <laughs> Bless him. So he's escaped, hasn't he, from his cage? Yeah. I mean, this this is mad shit that just did not happen in my school. I, we didn't have mascots like that. It's all very... No, you know, we didn't have a, an American football team no, either. No, no. This is a real culture clash here. Which is just like, what? They have pigs in helmets? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what ours would have been. Um, our emblem was a swan. Oh. So yeah, we're not going to get one of those. Well, our emblem was the St. Bridget's Cross. So that's about as boring as you can get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just walk around with a crucifix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this pig is actually... You know, you might think this is a very random scene, but this pig is unfortunately quite important in the episode. Yes, it comes up <sighs> again. Yeah, in a very traumatic way. So then we get Willow and Xander sitting outside the school and she's trying to help him with math, as, as they call it. Yeah. <laughs> with geometry specifically. Um, and he's he's not having this at all. He gets very frustrated, which so relatable. I was terrible at this as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think he even says, it's like a big blur. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's like, yeah, I, I, I can feel you. <laughs> I know yeah. what you mean. Um, and he, so. he it's even given him a headache, which I was like, oh my God, I, Matt's headaches were just a thing for me. Yes. Every day of my life. So yeah. But he's getting quite aggressive about the whole thing, which is is not like him. So it's another hint that something's just something's off with him. Yeah, and he he throws the book into the bin and the trash can, as Americans would say, yeah. and just storms off. He's like, "I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done." So end of. Mm-hmm. We have a bit more of Principal Flutie, who is my favorite character. Yeah. He's amazing. <laughs> I, I love. I would have loved to have had Principal Flutie as as it. Well, we we would call them headmasters mm. instead of principal. But and he actually, it's actually quite a nice little scene between him and Buffy. It is, yeah. Um, where he he even says, you know, there's back in my day, it was much better. There was more school spirit, that sort of thing, and. Uh, and he goes, and of course, when I was your age, I was surrounded by old guys telling me how much better things were mm. when they were my age. Yeah. Which... So, yeah, you think, oh, okay. So he sort of gets it. You know, he gets that there's a generational gap. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's trying to bridge that, which I think is, it just shows you what, what a kind person he was. Or is. Yeah. Was. <laughs> We've all seen it. We all know. Yeah. Um, so, um, but again, um, we have Herbert, the pig, that Buffy's holding on to. He's not even a pig, is he? He's a piglet. Yes, he let's, is. Let's Which makes clear. the whole thing worse. He's a, he's a baby pig. Yeah. He's just a little baby. And she's holding him like like he's a baby. She's just. I know. She's in love with this little animal. He's so lovely. Yeah. And the poor thing starts to squeal and mm. kick with complete terror. Yeah. When Xander walks through and past him. Yeah. So this is, we again, we see Buffy kind of going, okay, what the hell? What's yeah. going on here? It's, yeah, there's something seriously fucking wrong with Xander. Mm. 
Um, the fact that even a, a poor little defenseless animal is shit scared of him. Yeah. And things just get worse from there. It's lashing rain, it's thunder, and they're all in a, well, again, we would say PE, but yeah. <laughs> so many Americanisms, <laughs> this is gym. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing gym classes. Well, it's all been postponed, hasn't it? Which I find is, this is hilarious because yeah. at my school, what they'd have, if it was shitting it down, <laughs> like apparently it is, the PE teachers, they'd have just basically said, oh, go and do some cross country. <laughs> because that means that they, that, well, all the kids just run off for however long the, the cross country course is and they can sit inside and stay dry. Whereas in America, they they did dodgeball instead. Yeah, which we did as well, in fairness. But yeah, oh, did again, you? Oh, okay. Yeah, occasionally. And again, this is another scene that I just, it's like, oh my God, PTSD from my school days, seriously. Really? Yeah, Gosh. because we did, yeah, there were bullies in my school. And when you played dodgeball, of course, they'd use it as an excuse to just lash the crap out of you with, with these. So yeah. A lot of very relatable scenes in this. Oh, yeah. You see, I'm, I was very lucky. I think out of anything, I was, I'm not saying I was Buffy, but I was the one who would look after others mm. um, because I, I just, I find it so abhorrent yeah. um, that some can, someone can be so mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd have fucking gone for Xander and this lot in this, it, this, I say PTSD, this angers me. Yeah, it gets to yeah. the point where I'm just like, I'll fucking have you, mate. <laughs> it's a very so, tense scene. But yeah. the the thing I can't relate to is the outfits that they have to wear when they're doing these classes. It's like what? <laughs> it's and now you see, I I love the Sunnydale T-shirt. Yeah, the sports. Yeah. So I even I have one. Um, we'll have to get some made actually because I have an authentic one that was my husband has made for me. So it's properly oh the proper font and everything. Yeah, as per the the episode ones that you see, but um, yeah, see, we we had a a very old fashioned PE kit, mm. so this is a breath of fresh air. This is what I would yeah. have loved to have worn. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm definitely envious. Uh, yeah, because we didn't have anything like this. Um, but yeah, it, so there's a very this very tense scene. You know, dodgeball. They're all, all just lashing each other and one by one they get eliminated and Buffy is the last one left on her team conveniently and Xander and the twat gang and Lance are left on their side and then they all turn on Lance who's supposed to be their teammate and they just start throwing balls at him while he's on the ground and it's all very it's very aggressive it is yeah and Buffy goes to Lance's um, assistant and stares at Xander properly, stares him down, and you can tell she's really biting her tongue. Yeah. And then we're, I think this is one of the most painful scenes where Willow is waiting for Xander oh, yeah. to come I, out yeah. with his it's, it's just, it's terrible. It really is. So, yeah, he goes up to her, and it's, at first, you well, you kind of know better, but Willow's sort of kind of hopeful because it sounds like he's he's like oh you know my feelings 
about you have changed and you think, oh, is is this going to be, you know, a sort of a tender moment where he's telling her that he feels the same way about her that she feels about him. And meanwhile, Buffy is at her locker, so she's hearing all this. And he tells Willow that he'll be dropping geometry so that he won't have to see her pasty face again. And they all just start laughing and he's laughing as well. And Buffy is just, I think, absolutely disgusted by what she's just heard. And Willow's very upset and runs off. And then Buffy confronts him, Mm. which I I love. I love the fact that she did that. Again, it's the case of like, you say something to me now. Yeah. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to have you because you know what you've just done. You would not get away with, with me. And, uh, you, you just, you want him. You just think, come on, just say something to her. So she just needs an excuse to beat you up. Mm-hmm. That is it. And I'm so glad <laughs> that she actually <laughs> does eventually. But yeah, it's, awful it's such a sad scene and poor willow just she's crushed isn't she she's yeah she's heartbroken and in front of everybody too it's just the worst humiliation it is yeah and then we get the 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 pack they're on the hunt now they're looking for food they're hungry um and they walk over to this bench where some guys are eating hot dogs and they just help themselves to to their lunch throw it away because it's too well cooked they're on the hunt then but you get this moment where you there's next level now particularly with Xander does it a lot where he starts to sniff the air yeah their senses are really heightened yeah. at this point they all go stomping off the actual the character Kyle he climbs onto the table and stomps through all the lunch and then jumps back down he is actually his name's uh, I think it's you actually be able to correct me on this is it ewan bailey e-i-o-n never seen that spelling i don't know how oh, you okay. pronounce it probably ewan? is though yeah ewan 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 bailey anyway um this is actually one of his first jobs that that he did and uh he was then later cast in band of brothers mm. uh, so i know him from that and I remember watching Band of Brothers and I was like, oh my God, it's from, he's from Buffet. <laughs> um, so, uh, but he's a really good actor. I think they're all really good. Um, they and are, they yeah. start to morph into the animalistic hyena. The, just the physical traits of them, you know, how they stalk and how they move and glide and, mm. you know, they're looking around and they, they really work as a pack really well as well. Um, so it, it, I, it's a really good, really powerful scene. Yeah. And and of course, Xander has sniffed. Poor Herbert. Herbert the pig. Oh. And this is just, for me, it's like the most devastating scene. Yeah. Whenever there's an animal involved. It's, yeah. yeah. And you think, God, this cannot nice. get worse. And of course, it does get worse. It does. <laughs> um, but they, um, they all bend down. And it's just how they all start shaking the cage and stuff. Yeah. And making those noises. And you know for a fact that that would have actually freaked the animal out. Yeah. Pigs are very, you know, it's, a, a pig squealing is one of the worst yeah. sounds, I think. But you can tell he, it, it, it is actually, it feels as if it's in danger, which I, I don't know. There's just something about it, it just really upsets me. Yeah. Um, so It's um, a great actor, that pig. <laughs> it's very, yes. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yes. It's all pretend. <laughs> it didn't actually happen. 
but uh, but yeah, I can't help but think that the little pig was scared to death. Yeah. And Xander's line as well. Let's do lunch. Oh. It's just, uh, no, oh. no, no, not this one. No, sorry. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I won't be eating a sausage roll anytime soon. That's for sure. No. <laughs> Uh, and this is, I personally, I think this is a really good cinematic scene. Yeah, it is. And the music really adds to to that. Um, and this is by a band called Far, and it's called Jobs Eyes. And um, it's really heavy electric guitar and drums. And you just get this montage of the pack. They are the pack now. Yeah. Xander is the alpha. He's the the one in charge. And they're all walking along. And like you say, with the sense of smell is heightened, his hearing becomes oversensitized as well. Yeah. And just to kind of hammer that point home, you get this close up of not his ear, but it's kind of his ears are sort of the focal mm. point of that shot. And we can hear he sees Buffy and Willow talking from a distance and he can hear what they're saying and yeah this is just heartbreaking because Willow is just so upset and she's she's in tears and she, she just doesn't know what's going on with Xander and I just love how reassuring Buffy is in this scene she's such a good friend and yeah. she says you know I think there's something wrong with him which you know should be obvious at this point but Willow yeah. says maybe there's something wrong with me and it's like oh you no. just want to say no 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 yeah, no. it's like oh, you know, three's company, and yeah, um, it, you know, he he's not been like it with you. He's just sniffing you a lot. Yeah, because she she knows that he's been fixated on Buffy, so it's yes. But I love the fact as well that she never she never resents Buffy for that. It doesn't impact their friendship. It's no. all you know, because that could easily happen in some situations where you just you're just resentful of the other girl but she never is which I like no that's yeah that's very true but she also knows that Buffy doesn't see him that way so yeah and Buffy realizes that something's going on something weird and uh, again I think th this was used a lot for trailers and um, advertisements for, for the show where Buffy says those two lines and um <laughs> I, I do like this where she's like, we're going to talk to the expert on weird. Yeah. And we know who that is. Straight we away. know who that guy is. <laughs> so we head back to the library and. Where all good things happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is, we've agreed this is actually our favorite scene, favorite line. Yeah. This scene contains each of our favorite lines and they both come from the same character. Surprise, yeah. surprise. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Yours comes up first, I think. Yeah, so yeah. I think, well, Buffy's basically saying to Giles, something is wrong with Xander. And Giles is like, really right, okay. So he is teasing the less fortunate. She's like, yes. And you've noticed a change in clothing and demeanor. She's like, yes, yes, yes. And <laughs> he spends all of his spare time lounging around with imbeciles. She's like, it's bad, isn't it? It's devastating. He's turned into a 16-year-old boy. I think it's just, it's fucking awesome. It and, is. Uh, and then he says... Of course, you'll have to kill him. <laughs> just so casually. So, yeah, because he, he 
And I think this is potentially the first time that Giles says, Buffy, you're overreacting. It's not all supernatural shit that goes on. Sometimes yeah. people are just twats. Yeah, he's kind of um, like, I- I've seen this before. It's like, yeah. I mean, he was a teenage boy himself. As he we, knows. you know, we-, we know what he was like down the line. But uh, yeah, he's but just Buffy's like, like no, I'm, there's, there's something wrong. He scared the pig. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, I think he then, uh, Giles then says, your favourite line. Yeah, he um, says. Testosterone is a great equaliser. It turns all men into morons. He will, however, get over it. And, you know, truer words were never spoken. <laughs> but yes, and I love the, the reference to the X-Files as well, where Buffy's like, you're trying to skilly me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there is something supernatural and... Giles is like, well, look under, you know, what do you want me to look for? She's like, look stuff up. Look, get your books. And he's like, well, I, I, what, what do you want me to do? There's, there's nothing there that's untoward. Mm. But then he says, you know, it's, it's natural teenage boy behavior. And then he says this key line, they prey on the weak, which triggers something in Buffy immediately. Yes. Takes her back to the zoo. When the zookeeper said that very thing about hyenas. And then she realizes she's like, oh my God, that laugh. Mm-hmm. Which Giles, again, he almost giggles at this. Yeah. And he's like, you're saying that Xander's becoming a hyena. Yeah, he just looks really amused. Like, like okay, I mean. Unbelieving. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> I almost wanted her to say, look. You approach me about fucking vampires, all right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you can sit down and you can listen to my theory because I'm the fucking slayer. Yeah. And I really like this this sort of shift as well because this is, she's done this a couple of times now where she's the one who realizes, oh, hang on, it's this. And we see that Giles doesn't always, he's not always so quick off the mark. Sometimes it's Buffy that kind of comes to this conclusion and she's like, wake up, Giles, you know? Yeah. This is what's going on. That's it. <laughs> and and very quickly Buffy's point is proven when Willow runs in and announces that Herbert has been found eaten. Oh, yeah. That word eaten. It yeah. just ugh. Uh Buffy looks at Giles and says testosterone half. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he heads he in silence just walks over towards his office they're like where are you going he's like i'm gonna <laughs> to look gonna get stuff my up. books to look stuff up and yeah. it's it's so unnatural i love it the way he's like stuff yes i have to say stuff, stuff. <laughs> yeah so buffy was right all along mm-hmm. um mr flutie oh. is unaware of the supernatural causes no. and he's absolutely livid as he should be finds the twat gang that are lounging around and even this just oh because you just think oh this they're literally they're lounging because they're full yeah and they're just you know stroking their hands and stuff it's horrible and he calls them he's like three kids saw you outside herbert's room you're going down and they they just taunt Principal Flutie by sort of asking how Herbert is, and oh, one of them yeah. says "crunchy." It's like, Ugh. oh, it's awful. It's horrible. It is, yeah. Uh, and he's like, right, that is it. 
my office now. And this is a really good line when he's like, you're going to have so much detention, your grandkids will be staying after school. <laughs> so, now yeah. that to me, <laughs> I used to get that a lot <laughs> at school. <laughs> um, I was forever in detention. <laughs> and we then have the next scene where Willow and Buffy are researching about hyenas. And we get a few other interesting facts mm. just to hammer home how horrible hyenas are and that, you know, they are really detested in the animal kingdom and in terms of being possessed by one sort of animal, a hyena is the worst thing to be possessed by. So Giles has found out about, and I, I like how he's, at one point he says, I should have remembered this, which just reminds you that, you know, I don't always get it right. I dropped the ball on this one and Buffy saved the day. <laughs> yes. Um, but he explains about animal possession of humans. It's something to do with a, an animal worshipping sect called the primal. And they draw the the spirit of that animal into themselves mm -hmm. through transpossession. So Buffy just explains in English that basically it's like, so they start acting like hyenas. It's like, well, yes. Basically, <laughs> um, so now Buffy's she's moving on. She's she's fast forward. She's like, okay, so once the person has the animal spirit in them, what what happens to them? Um, and Giles hands Buffy a, a book, which is an illustration. It's an actual illustration as well as of Dante's Inferno, and uh, it's just showing cannibalism, basically. So lots of limbs have been bitten off and heads missing and. All sorts of nasty bits and pieces. So Buffy heads over to Herbert's room to see if she can go and find out where they've gone and round them up and do something about it. And it's oh, the noise when she walks across the floor. It's all crunching and it's like, oh no, Ugh. it's all yeah. the bones. Ugh. Even when she picks up the bone, it's just, ugh, and it's just a prop, but it's so... Oh, it just it leads really gets into it, the imagination. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> genuinely it's horrible. Gets to me. It is. <laughs> it is awful. And she stands up and turns around, uh, but, and we we actually we know that someone is behind her, and it's Xander. Yeah. This scene for me completely put me off Xander. Yeah, forever. It's, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Well, I said this scene, the whole episode, really. Yeah. Uh, this well, there's two scenes. This one. And then there's a consequent one. Buffy actually tries to move away from him and he stops her in that really horrible sort of na-na-na-na-na-na way. Mm. And you can tell it's really menacing, but it's just on the edge of being threatening as well. And Buffy, of course, can hold her own, but we already know, you know, he's got super sniff rays <laughs> and his hearing is super heightened now as well and I think we're, we're meant to understand that he's actually now a bit stronger yeah um and it's just oh, what he says to her after she she does not delay at all she literally rams him to the floor to knock him down and hold hold him down to overpower him and he then says been waiting for you to jump my bones Ugh, Ugh, horrible it, yeah it's awful and we um, get that thing again where we cut between that yes. scene and also 
in the principal's office. And um, yeah, this is so disturbing as well. The whole these scenes are just ugh, just ick. Yes, <laughs> both of them. And I'm I know why they did this because obviously it's it's the height of the um the climax of of the episode really. Mm. Um or halfway through the the episode. And this is the catalyst for um you know the remainder of the show uh, or remainder of the episode. But I think if you were not to cut in between these scenes, they probably wouldn't have been able to show them, mm-hmm. you know, without any respite. But again, it's just fantastic filmmaking where they've essentially gone, well, the censors won't let us show uh, attempted assault in full. Mm-hmm. So we'll just, we'll just cut it <laughs> with a horrible scene where a human gets eaten. Yeah. Um. Because, so, that because is that, what happens. it makes it better, you know, it's softer on the eye. It's like the fuck, yeah. Um, so I don't know what I find more upsetting, but I'm devastated that Mr. Flutie was eaten. Yeah, it's it's awful, and that while they're attacking him and you're hearing it and everything, and you just get that close up of his his picture on oh. the desk, and it's just like, oh no, yeah, he- it's very upsetting. It, he, this whole scene mirrors the scene with Herbert the pig. Mm. And I think he sort of embodies what Herbert was like as well. I'm yeah. not likening him to a pig. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's the prey and he yeah. gets preyed on. And it's awful. It's really, really awful. But the it actors is. in this are really good. Mm-hmm. They're really, really good. They um, terrify you just yeah, with everything they do. That they're doing. They, you truly believe that they're going to eat this guy. Yeah. And it's, I mean, even there's, there's this one final line where Principal Flutie's like, look, I can get, I can talk to the counsellors for you. You can go and have some counselling. It's like, oh, you poor man. Yeah, You're trying to and, help him still. Yeah. And he's mentioned counselling in past episodes as well. Yeah. So he's big on his counselling, yeah. which makes the whole thing worse. It's just, oh. Oh, it's so, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it, it's heartbreaking. Meanwhile. Xander is really trying to forcing himself on yeah. Buffy, and it's—I mean, that's there's no two ways about it. That's what he's doing, and yeah. it's just horrendous. Yeah. Um, and this is the the moment that obviously Buffy needed to kick his ass. Yes, she needed an excuse, and everything cuts out. And this probably would have been uh, an advert advertisement mm-hmm. break. And we're back to the library. Willow's watching. Footage of footage hyenas, of, yeah, just you know, ripping various animals apart or doing what hyenas do, which and they then, were just doing to Principal yeah, Beauty, yeah. And then Buffy drags an unconscious Xander into the library because, and she tells Willow that she hit him with a desk. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And she puts him in the cage, <laughs> as you do. Yeah. And, and she up. does. She actually names it as well. She actually says, "Yeah, his try- he tried his hand at felony sexual assault." Yeah. And I'm really glad that she even called she it what is it is. aware of yeah. that. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, it's oh yeah, he you know maybe the height. No, he was he was being fucking inappropriate, and he should not have done that. Mm-hmm. Things just get worse, really, because Giles comes in, and immediately he's very shaken. You can tell something's yeah. wrong, and. 
yeah, this whole part of the scene is very powerful. It is. And I think it's, you know, you just think you cannot, because it's got dark really quick. Yeah. I mean, we've just had cannibalism. Attempted sexual assault. In l- literally the same scene. Yeah. They're just in, you know, cut in between each other. And how do, I mean, where do you go from from that? Mm. And I, I must say, I think this is probably one of the best scenes in in the show because as a viewer, you're like, fuck, the fuck mm. has just happened? You know, and you, you think, God, it couldn't have got worse with the pig. No, they went to a darker place. And yeah, I think Giles, how he just very simply says, They uh, ate him. And it's this, it's these three lines. So Giles says, they ate him. Buffy then says, They ate Principal Flutie. And Willow says, Ate him up. And there's something about the delivery, and it's something about, it's the same thing, isn't it? They're just saying exactly the same thing, just different ways. Yeah, they're trying to process it in yeah in their own individual ways. But they allow you to process it. And Willow sort of pulls you back out onto another level where you can go, they ate him up. And you sort of go, oh. And you yeah. can't help but sort of laugh. In a, you know, in a, in an awkward way. Yeah. Um, where you just think that, you know, it's just how she says it. It's like, is that meant to be funny? Mm. And it's very intelligent where it's, it does genuinely make you sort of see the lighthearted side of it because at the end of the day, it is, it's a TV show. Yeah. Um, and they need to move the story on, but it's such a dark area you know that they've that they've just literally within those three lines they've crawled out of yeah it's clever it's really good and Buffy's got that same look in her eyes as she did when she found out what happened to um Dr Gregory yeah my guy (laughs) (laughs) yes she does and it's that same sort of the 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 impact Mm -hmm. and it's so sad it really is sad but um and Giles sort of essentially says, well, the the official theory is wild dogs got into his office. And again, they move on quite quickly. They say, well, actually, Xander wasn't there. He's locked away. Yeah. And Giles is like, oh, good. You know, great. And then Buffy moving forward, looking ahead, how do we get... Undo How this. do we undo yeah. this? How do we trans-possess someone? We need to get this sorted. And Giles is... His reading material is very thin on the ground, he says. And he says, oh, I think there's a predatory act that would then trigger this, the, the ritual. And I've got a really geeky tidbit <laughs> about this. Can I tell you about this? Yes, this is fabulous. <laughs> I, I love this. So the book he refers to, and he actually picks it up as well. And it's uh, the, the Malleus Maleficarum. And he actually says it deals with particulars of demonic possession, which may apply. Now, that particular book is real. It existed and it was written as uh, the late 15th century. And it was then banned. It was considered to be too much about demonology and too instructive, too informative. So the, the church banned it and tried to stop its circulation. Um, however, in the, the late 15th century, the printing press was was just coming to to the fore, 
Uh, and it actually turns out this book was the second most read, um, most published book in Europe at the time. Um, so you can, you know, you can really understand sort of the uh, the impact that this book had on people's outlooks. And of course, people were very suspicious of things. And it led to this huge witch hunt, which occurred in the 15th century in Europe. And one particular thing, which I think still exists today, but in a slightly different um, attitude, is the deep suspicion of redheads. And they were considered to be possessed by the devil. Mm. And this, this book, I mean, you can understand why they sort of banned it. <laughs> this book sort of advised you on how you could kill a redhead. Wow. Um, so, uh, and there was a huge influx of drowning newborn babies if they had red hair, for instance. And, uh, you know, if there were any redheads living in villages or whatever, they would, they would burn them alive and, and what have you. So, uh, and it was this particular book that really sort of, sort of kicked all of that up in Europe. So, yeah, so this, <laughs> so this book um, is, is rightfully, very correctly um, described by Giles as having details of demonic possession. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but the redheads were not defeated. <laughs> they weren't. No, but it's yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. But that's it where is. that that's that's where all that sort of suspicion comes yeah, from. Yeah, because so. I knew there was a whole thing with you know people thought this about redheads, but had no idea that it came from this particular book. Yeah, I, I think um, I mean another theory, which again is from this particular book, is that redheads because they have very pale skin. They were therefore um, linked or associated to vampires, which mm. is another thing, yeah, as well. So um, they really did yeah. their research with this. <laughs> they really, did, yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't know if it was a if it was a happy accident. I don't think it it, it would have mm. been because I mean it's a very you can still buy the book now, yeah. Um, you know, and it was a very very popular book at the time, um, and it has a lot of influence in sort of the supernatural stories that that we now like Buffy, you know, we're, we're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it has a lot to answer for. So, yeah, Buffy suggests they go and talk to the zookeeper and she says, I'm guessing he didn't quarantine those hyenas because they were sick. So it's all kind of becoming apparent now. And yes. So Buffy and Giles decide to go off to the zoo and Willow stays behind to watch Xander, which considering the way, I mean, Buffy had a horrific time with him as well, but considering the way he's been so horrible to Willow through this episode, I, I wouldn't feel too good about staying there with him, even if he was under lock and key. Yeah. I mean, could Buffy not have knocked him out again? Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> put him in a coma. Uh, for the rest of the episode you you have to have these these movements in in the story yeah uh, but yeah not a wise decision mm -mm. and and of course we do get this nasty scene yeah where this lady at night i mean She's, the fuck yeah. is she doing running through yeah. the woods with a baby on her back i mean the hell and she disturbs the the sleeping pack and they she backs away and thank fuck <laughs> she survives as with 
you know, along with her baby as well. Yeah, you know, we couldn't have think, any more. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't think I could actually cope with this. No, um, no, but... no more things or people being eaten. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know, um, there's a very heavy drool moment. Oh yeah, which it just again just makes you go, oh my fuck. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't notice that the first time I watched this. Oh but really? Then, no, I I noticed it afterwards. Oh, but yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's really Horrible. good. It it's is a good rule that uh, <laughs> they're well and truly on their way to being the you know true possessed people now, as Giles has explained sort of earlier, and and then Zookeeper Man, you know, it says they are possessed by the animal, and uh, it sort of takes over. So we know what's coming. Xander wakes up and tries to talk Willow around. So yeah, he's considering. You know, this is a bit rich considering how he's been talking to her all along. But now he's all sympathetic, telling her he wants her to help him. He's trying to convince her that he, she's the one that he needs and not Buffy. And, you know, Willow points out that Buffy has actually saved both their lives. But he's mm. like, well, you know, before she came along, we didn't need saving, did we? That kind of thing. Which is funny as well, because he's been so fixated on Buffy all this time and now he's trying to sort of turn Willow against her in a way yeah um and we see Willow kind of soften or starting to soften and she's telling him that she she wants to make sure that he's he's still there you know there's still the old Xander somewhere in there and he's saying you know there is but just as you know she's getting close he reaches through very aggressively. Then he starts screaming at her to let him out. So we see that it's all just, he's just playing mind games with her. Yeah, it's just a ruse, trying to talk her around or win her around so he can get out. And then we're at the the zoo in the zookeeper's office. Mm-hmm. And he's having a conflab with Giles, which turns into a complete fanboy moment for them both. Yeah. <laughs> Which Buffy has to break up. Um, I love her, her eye roll. When She's like, boys, <laughs> can you stop flirting with each other now? Uh, so essentially, they're just comparing notes. They realize that this ritual has happened where the hyena spirits have gone into the twat gang and Xander. I think what's interesting, though, is you get this thing where Giles is like, you don't seem surprised by this. Mm. And the zookeeper's like, well, I read about it because... There was something weird about these hyenas. They're a very vicious breed. And and he was like, yeah, creepy guys. <laughs> <laughs> and you you sort of, you just think, oh, this guy's, this guy is so good. You know, I think he actually, dare I say, I think he does the exposition better than Giles for this. Mm. Yeah. Because, of course, I mean, Giles doesn't really have, he's got bits of the information, which is, of course, the idea. But, and this guy sort of ties it all in. But yeah. it's just how he's really interested in the whole thing. It makes you want to be interested in it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah. Anyway, sorry. I, I would. <laughs> I would be completely doing the same thing as Giles. We're like, oh, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> he's found his tribe here. <laughs> and Buffy's like, one. can I just interject? Can we move off from this? <laughs> and they're um, like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think Buffy would potentially need to tell me to calm down as well. <laughs> And um, so they they had they come up with a plan. So they yeah. have to get the all of the possessed students 
into the hyena cage. Um, to start the ritual. They'll start the ritual. Buffy's like, well, we have one, but I don't know where the others are. And and he's like, oh, no, that's fine. They'll all find each other. Yeah, they need to track down the missing member of their pack and they'll come right to them. And it's so, like, of course, shit. Yeah. So that Willow. means, yep, Willow, Willow. is. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's creepy. Very it's, creepy. Yeah. So, uh, and again, Zookeeper Guy pointed this out in the first scene. He was like, oh, they can call your name. Yeah. Which is exactly lure you. what happens. Yeah. So back in the library, that's exactly what's going on. And Willow says, Xander, stop. Because she thinks yeah. he's doing it from <laughs> the cage. ignore him. <laughs> and she sees... I'm not listening. <laughs> yeah. And she looks up from her computer and sees these fucking faces in the windows. Oh my God, it would fucking... It, I would yeah. literally... I, I'd have run... But I would have run out of the school. I don't know why she decided to hide in a classroom. But yeah, she hides in, in a classroom and they're all sniffing. And Yeah, I mean, they can her. smell her. She should have exactly. just left. And, and we know that Xander smells fear because he's turned on by it with Buffy. Yeah. Um. So we, we know that he'll be able to smell Willow if she's terrified, which of course she is. And he does this, the classic ploy of leaving the room closing the door and she thinks oh it's okay now I mean Willow stay where you are (laughs) stay where you are but no it's you know your classic horror damsel in distress she comes out from under the teacher's desk and Xander is there jumps after her and this scene the whole thing I mean when Willow throws that the the table chair thing which is another very american thing yeah we used to have desks and chairs didn't mm-hmm. we but the i don't know what they're called like the 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 arm table thing yeah and she throws that at him and that must have hurt because <laughs> he launches himself <laughs> into it and she gets out of the opens the door um and then the other one is there one of the girls and she's just i think she probably has like the best hyena laugh mm and thank God, Buffy turns up with a fire extinguisher. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and just knocks one of them out. I fucking love it. You know, you just think, come on, Buffy, just set the thing, turn the hose on and fucking hose them down. <laughs> uh, so Giles is there as well. Uh, they, they run into the classroom mm-hmm. and Buffy, with her hyena knowledge, that she's just written, you know, read up on. She's like, no, no, they'll be looking for somebody weak. They're hungry. They're not gonna. They're not gonna come after us. It's too much hard work. So she knows that they've all gone. And again, the next plan, they're gonna lure them to the zoo to to put a stop to to all everything that's going on. So Buffy goes off, and then we see we have this other scene with a uh, a family getting into their car. And um, <laughs> this made me laugh, actually. The mother says to the kid, it's like, Joey, you have to chew You're, or you'll choke. <laughs> Which, yeah, my parents used to say that to me all the time. Bless. And I did I did choke on a couple of occasions because I was very I was a very enthusiastic eater. 
Uh, oh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had to learn how many times to chew. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, like okay. a steak yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> so that I didn't like asphyxiate and die. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Joey, the little boy, um, you know, you sit there and you think, I know this person. Yeah. Uh, he is actually uh, an actor and he's in the film night from 1994 called little giants and it's a brilliant like disney film and it's about a uh some american football school kids yeah he's in that anyway so <laughs> <laughs> um and they you get this um the taunting again where they sort of go joey <laughs> oh it's horrible yeah. they stop pounding on the car and scaring the shit out of mum and dad and joey and and Buffy saves the Buffy day again. turns up and she does this proper superhero stance. Yeah, on top of the car. She's yeah. just, oh my God. It's also, and I like the camera angle where you just get her feet and you know that she's standing with her, you know, her hands on her hips. And, mm. and she really does literally save the day because Xander and I think the others have crawled into the car. Yeah. Um, you know, through the windows. And, you know, going into sort of a frenzy. So, um, unfortunately, they, uh, well, she can goad them. She sort of say, you know, you, I know you really want this. You want me instead. Um, come and get it. And uh, they chase her. And then we're back. We're at the zoo where Willow and Giles are waiting. Giles in a very fetching scarf. It must it be is. noted. <laughs> it's a, uh, now I reckon that's a two-tool scarf, which... Um, is a is a brand is a British brand that sort of existed in the thirties, mm. um, and uh, they, they were they were very prevalent in up, up into the sixties as well, and they sort of made paisley paisley scarves, a very fashionable thing. So, but yes, it's a very very dashing color of orange. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but he's looking for the zookeeper, and <laughs> he he go he goes in and he's like doctor, and then he goes zookeeper <laughs> he doesn't quite know what to call him <laughs> it's almost like he forgot <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you know anthony has this like fuck i can't remember the bloke's name <laughs> and he's like i don't even have imdb to check Z- zookeeper <laughs> and then um, the yeah. guy yeah basically sneaks up behind him in his ceremonial garb he actually looks like a member of kiss or something with all his face paint <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's really cool though it it's is really well done make makeup yeah uh and it's um it, it's well it's beautiful almost you know the blue is, mm. is really striking and um you know all over his beard as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and giles notices the markings on the floor yes and the, um the sacred circle that's it and and he's like oh yes and and of course you know you can see the the cogs working you think yeah finally he's like this was already here when the students arrived initially yeah and then he, he yeah he's like oh shit this guy is in on it what am i gonna do and it's i think how he even says it is like, how terribly frustrating for you that a bunch of school children could accomplish what you could not yeah and this I must, the actor who plays the zookeeper is just so good. And he's like, yeah, it bothered me. And you think, <laughs> in more than that, the, the actor's name is James Stevens, um, I believe. And he's, he's just such a good actor. I think he, he just yeah. 
just steals the the scene, I think. He steals Giles's consciousness too, as it turns he out. He does, yeah. <laughs> and he, he's got this massive stick, which is part of his ceremonial thing. And he wins Giles. Yeah. And I must say, I re- you feel this. Yeah, you wince. What a hit that was. Because that's definitely, he's definitely hit him. And I've got a theory with this. And I'd love to be able to get this confirmed. Maybe one day we might be able mm. to. But very deliberately, Giles walks in. Yeah, I don't know if, well, again, you rewatch this and you'll see it. Um, but very deliberately, Giles walks in with his jacket done up. And he even checks it when he's looking at this, the circle and everything. And he's, you know, talking to the zookeeper. And he even sort of checks his jacket. And if you look at it, you think, mm, is that padding? And I think he's probably got padding protective padding underneath mm. which you can disguise with with a tweed jacket so i reckon he probably did hit him with quite a bit of force yeah because it looks very very real yeah um and then he hits him again on his back but it's in the same position so again i believe that the padding is probably around his his midriff um so um i know i only say that because having worked on a few sets and things, you, you, you know, in costume in particular, you do get these weird and wonderful requests. Mm. And you think, how are we going to do that? And very simply, if you can just say, well, can you just keep your jacket done up? <laughs> <laughs> um, it sort of, it solves a lot of problems and it just simplifies the whole thing. So um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to get that confirmed, but I reckon that's probably what happened. Because mm. it, it's definitely, he's not a stunt double. No. Um, that's definitely Anthony Head. I swear, one of these times you're going to wake up in a coma. Wake up in a... Oh, never mind. This is Giles' third knockout we've counted. Yes. <laughs> it's becoming <laughs> a in. habit now. It is a habit. And Buffy's on her way. She's running through um, all the woods. The hyenas are pretty much catching her up. And Willow runs in because she can hear them. Hmm. And she goes in to warn Giles and Zookeeper. Uh, Zoolander, we'll call him Zoolander. Yeah. Um, and now we're at the end of the episode. And she's like, they're here, they're, they're here. And then Zoolander sort of goes, oh, great, I need you. <laughs> great, gets this great big fucking knife. Like, yeah. Um, what's well, his I love- face? I love um, when Willow asks where Giles is and he says, he's lying in wait. (laughs) Oh, do you know, I missed that. How funny. And um, yeah, so Zoolander's got fucking Crocodile Dundee's knife uh, and is holding it up against Willow's neck as a predatory act. And (laughs) it's the bit where... Willow's like, are you going to pretend to slash my neck? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you know, something like that. Um, And yeah, so he's getting ready and it becomes very evident to Willow because Willow is just super quick and she realizes it's a trap. The zookeeper knows all about it. Buffy comes running in and she's like, the fuck has gone off? (laughs) 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 Um, And then... Xander catches up with Buffy, tackles her from behind, and all the others go in to eat her. I mean, it's exactly the same sort of setup as what they did to Principal Flutie. 
Yeah. And Zoolander actually, he shouts out this incantation, which actually, give him his, it actually saves Buffy. Yeah. And all the others as well, um, because all their, their eyes flash green. So we've got the Green Lantern as well. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, it flashes into his eyes, all of them. So all the five eye flashes go into his. Uh, and then he turns and growls at Willow. And, and then kind of given Xander a chance to redeem himself at the very end because he's now back to normal, as it were. And he realises what's happening and tries to save Willow. Yeah, tackles Zookeeper, who's about to eat Willow's face. Mm. He's even As if she like, hasn't been through enough, that I mean, girl. I, I love the fact he's like, I don't need a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a fucking... I'm not going to carve her. I'm going to just eat her. Yeah. It's horrible. Too and much eating in this episode. There is far too much. And there's a bit of a back and forth. Buffy gets gets involved, kicks Zoolander over the bars. He falls into, into the, the, the hungry, hungry hyena pen. And um, gets devoured. And gets eaten. And again. then <laughs> Giles bursts in. All, you know, he's all ruffled and... Not looking nice at all. No, no, not at all. <laughs> With his little tootle scarf hanging <laughs> hanging loose. He's like, oh, did I miss anything? <laughs> Just a little bit, Giles. Just a little bit. Um, yeah, and then we're back to the last final scene. Mm. And it's back at school the next day. They're walking along this lovely balcony. We get, we get um, quite a lot of... We never actually mention... Sunnydale High, uh, which is actually Torrance High School in, in California. It's um, it's still there. It's beautiful. Mm. Very sort of 30s, I think. Sort of Spanish deco architecture. Yeah, and they're walking up the, the steps up to this balcony. And Xander is essentially basically saying, what happened with the principal? I don't remember any of it. Mm. Uh, and Buffy and Willow are basically catching him up and Willow's like, you only ate the pig, don't worry. <laughs> and he's like, it, was it cooked and called bacon? Or he's like, oh my God, I ate a pig. And he even then says, you know, I don't remember any of it. He, he's very specific. He even says, oh, I was on a field trip, went to the hyena house. And the next thing, some guy's holding Willow and he's got a knife. It's like, no, mate, he didn't have a knife. He was about to fucking chomp on her face. Yeah. And he shows himself again. He's like, nobody messes with my willow. And, and hugs he her. her and she's, all, she's very pleased with this. And even yeah. Buffy is, you know, smiling at them like, oh, aren't they cute? Everything's back to normal. Despite what happened to her. Yes. Which is, I mean, yeah, I don't think I could. <laughs> I think, I mean, ultimately she knows that it was a possession and he yeah. was he was turning into an animal mm -hmm. um but he was still he was still xander you know there, there was still yeah um, i mean as as true <laughs> as that is i it would be hard to just go back to normal and forget forget about it but she's very forgiving and i she think is. this is the first time that buffy forgives her, her closest friends anyway um, or those closest to her. And 
Xander even says, did I do anything else? Did I upset either of you? Did, did I embarrass myself in, in front of you guys? And Buffy even says, no, you, no, you're fine. Don't worry. Mm. This is the bit, though, that I, I really don't like. I really, really don't like. It's not the fact that Xander actually tried it on with Buffy. That's, that's beyond. That's not good. Mm. But the fact is that we then learn, because Giles comes along after Buffy and Willow head to class, Giles comes along and says, I've not found anywhere in my books that says memory loss happens after with animal, animal possession. possession. Mm-hmm. And Xander's like, don't tell them, please. And he's like, your secret dies with me. Yeah. And it's like, um, mm, no, no, no. It shouldn't. <laughs> no. And I think, I'm not sure if, and I, I again, looking back, I don't think Giles knows yeah, what that's Xander true. did. Mm-hmm. Um, but Xander does. Yeah, and he's pretty okay about it. And he never apologises about it. No. He never says, I should not have done that. No. Um, and, and I think that was a, a I'm, I don't know, I'm just really uncomfortable with that scene. Yeah, it's not for, I mean... As you, as you said, Giles doesn't know, but if, and if he had known, I think then, that would have made it even worse. Yeah. But it's just not very characteristic. Of, but we don't know. It's never yeah. confirmed mm-hmm. um, that, that Giles doesn't know. I mean, he knows that Xander was locked away yeah. um, in a cage and knocked out by Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, on screen, it, Buffy does say that Xander sexually assaulted her. Yeah. Although um, Giles wasn't in the room. But he wasn't when there. When she said that. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know. It's just, it just got, it's got like all that guys together. Well, I'll stick, I'll stick with you and yeah, just make and, sure that. And considering how he doesn't have an awful lot of time for Xander's nonsense in general. Yeah. It's, it just doesn't, it doesn't sit right. No. And for me, that is the one thing for Xander that I just could never, I just never repaired my yeah. opinion of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's not to say that, you know, I don't find him a powerful character and, a, and he's, he is good and he's, he redeems himself and he puts himself into other bad situations as well. He's a great character like all the others. Mm. Um, but for me, this one thing, I was just like, yeah, I can't really, I find it very difficult to, to, to forgive it. Yeah. Um, so the fact is he genuinely, what he preferred to not talk about it. Um, then own up and apologize to Buffy. While continuing to to judge other people, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he yeah. Let's face it, he he really really puts Buffy through it, mm-hmm. um, particularly later on. Yep. So knockout. So Giles gets knocked out. Bless him. Yes. <laughs> Um, Buffy's kill count is really low. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest with you, I'm quite, well, there's a lot of killing in this. There's a lot of eating. Yeah, we have poor Herbert and Principal Flutie and then the zookeeper getting yeah. devoured by hyenas. So, but none well, of that is Buffy's work. No, apart from, well, Buffy sort of kicked the guy into yeah, the pen. She facilitated the last yeah, killing. <laughs> sort of by accident. But yeah, but yeah there's there's a lot of killing in it. Is that why you're always cleaning your glasses? So you don't have to see what we're doing? Tell no one. No removal of glasses. No, there is no... Giles doesn't... He consults his books. 
but doesn't feel the need to remove the glasses. No. <laughs> so, favorite character? For me, I, 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 well, I think Buffy is great in this for various reasons. Just how much of a good friend she is to Willow in this episode, particularly, and just how she managed to work out the whole thing when Giles was struggling for information and to remember things that he'd read. But I think Willow has to be my favourite. Well, first of all, because I feel sorry for her, just the way Xander treats her throughout the episode. But also, I think she does well to stand her ground with him when he's trying to convince her to, to let him out of the cage. And, you know, she wants to kind of give him a chance. But then when he shows her that he's just trying to manipulate her, she's like, no, you're going to stay in there. So mm. I, I like that. I think for me, it's Flutie. Mm. That poor man. We're never going to see him again. I know. He's just, yeah. He, I think he every time he, he shows up on screen, I'm like, oh, Principal Flutie. <laughs> when you rewatch it again, it's because you know that he dies in such a horrific way. Yeah. Um, but he's just a really great actor as well. And he was just a really nice character. Yeah. Um, Short lived uh, as he was. Yeah. And, and it's sort of, you know, there, there is a, a theme that they have where the authority figures for Buffy and to a certain extent for Xander and Willow, they get killed. So I, I get it, you know, and it shouldn't come as a surprise, but it really was. And it was such a, an impactful for me anyway. <laughs> it's still something I just struggle with. And, so what's your, we've done the best line, which was obviously from that, the library yeah. scene with uh, Buffy and Giles, Buffy convincing Giles that there's something wrong with Xander and Giles not really believing her at all. What's your favourite scene or do you have a favourite scene? I I struggle to pick a favourite scene, even though there's some nice light relief between, you know, with Giles and Buffy and stuff. But um. I think for this episode, I think it's it's best we can kind of speak in terms of the most impactful scenes because it's just so dark in general. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's a scene I'm comfortable with, but I can acknowledge how well done it is and the impact that it has on your emotions. So I've gone with that awful scene in the corridor when Xander is just horrendous to Willow because I just found it so uncomfortable because again you know it just really shows what it's like to be in that situation where you're being humiliated by in front of people whether it's you know bullies or in this case someone that you care deeply about so I just really felt Willow's pain in that scene and also Buffy's horror at what's going on when she stood up to him. I thought that was very powerful. So yeah. I'd go with that one. I think with mine, it would be the one where they, Giles, Buffy and then Willow, when they're talking about what happened to Principal Flutie. Um, I think that for me, it's just a masterclass on writing, you know, because they didn't necessarily, they didn't need to go into any detail. The word eight is repeated three times in three different ways by three different characters. And it sort of pulls you out of and makes you ready for, for the next step of, of the scene. It's 
it's just a really great scene, I think. Your favourite outfit? Yeah, it was nothing really stood out to me as much as, you know, at the beginning with the stripes because, <laughs> because I <laughs> love stripes and I don't have anything more profound than that to say. But I know there is an you have an interesting bit of information about the outfits. Yeah. The well, choices. I, as you know, I do like I like my costume and um I, I don't know if it's worth giving a bit of context. I have a, a clothing company, so I'm I'm very keen on sort of seeing sort of the design aspects of the costume for each character and, and how it's used to facilitate and support a, a character through their story arc. And it's interesting this particular episode the costumes really facilitated the overall story. Um, so you actually pointed out very early, you know, in the first scene, Xander and Willow are both wearing stripes. They're very, very colourful and they are deliberately stand out. They, they actually, more than anything, they really clash, both of the, the stripes. They don't correlate with each other. They don't correspond. Buffy is also the same. She's wearing a lot of colours, a lot of green. Um, it's very floral. There's a lot of patterns there. When the change happens to the the kids, the twat gang with the possession, all of the colours are really toned down. It's all very subdued. They wear a lot of browns. Xander's wearing a lot of like brown cords and dark jackets and solid colours. So there's no there's no patterns there, um, and that's with every of of those characters. And they sort of they change from scene to scene but it, there are essentially it's, as they descend into their animalistic transformation that the the overall costume becomes darker and darker and darker on the other side you then have the characters such as buffy willow principal fluty even uh, herbert the razorback he has lots of color he wears mm. you know greens and reds and yellows Principal Flutie is wearing a lot of yellow. Giles wears a lot of yellow and reds and orange as well. And Willow, of course, she just wears every colour under. <laughs> Willow's a rainbow all the time. Yep, all the colours of the rainbow. <laughs> um, and then Buffy, you have Buffy wearing a lot of purples, uh, a lot of patterns as well, and a lot of green. So there's a lot of royal colours there. And uh, you see that right up until the end uh, of the episode and then that's why Zoolander he comes along in all of his blue uh, and no other character wears blue um and it's really stands out and um yeah it's just a very clever costume choice mm. um by by the designer so um yeah so sorry geek moment over <laughs> <laughs> So, but I don't actually have a favorite outfit. I think maybe I don't know. I'm liking Giles's scarf. I think that's got a yeah. And Buffy's scarf at the beginning—that's something I would wear. Mm. So there we go. <laughs> Makes me feel like I'm included, <laughs> part of the gang, part of the gang. <laughs> so, what are we doing next time? We are watching episode seven, which is called Angel. And you may have gathered from that title that we're going to get Mr. Dark, Mysterious, Buffy, Crush, Man. Annoying in a kind of way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Annoying. Yeah. (laughs) So there'll be lots to discuss about him. And, 
you know, seeing the development of his character, finding out a few bits and pieces about him that we don't know yet. Yeah, looking forward to it. I I remember I never really focused much on this episode, so mm. uh, I'm looking forward to sort of deliberately going through it again and yeah, and uh rewatching it. Well, we hope you've had a very enjoyable hopefully <laughs> enjoyable experience <laughs> as talking much as about you can. talking about principles being eaten and little piglets and all the rest of it. Yeah. And we do hope that you'll join us on the next episode of Previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, and do let us know your thoughts on this episode or anything we've discussed, you know, your favourite character, scene, line, etc. If you can pick one from this one. Um, and don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms. That's X, Instagram and TikTok. Just search for Previously on Buffy and we will pop up there. Also, if you could give us any feedback on what you'd like us to talk about, um, if there's a particular episode that you particularly love or dislike, uh, and if there's any themes and subjects or anything that you'd like us to regularly pick up on um, as we continue our rewatch, it's really great to hear from everyone. So, Yeah. And should mention as well that we have been very, very pleased and overwhelmed by all your feedback so far. We're really glad that so many of you are enjoying the podcast and just, yep, keep your comments coming. Don't apologize for your comments because that's what we want to hear. I've seen one or two people saying, oh, you know, maybe I'm going on a bit, talking too much. No, absolutely not. Keep them coming. We'd love to hear what you think. Until next time, guys. Thanks again. Next time on Previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She's like, oh, you've got a little bit of blood on your shirt. Take the whole thing off. You know, these three guys who aren't there anymore. My mother came in perfectly safe, but you must stay in my room for 24 hours. Buffy's pillowcase. Has anyone else noticed this? It's a crocheted pillowcase. That's just going to leave a pattern on your face. <laughs> Joyce also asks the question that everyone is asking yeah quite reasonably wonders why is your school librarian here he says i just wanted to pay pay my respects it's like she's died thanks for listening to previously on buffy the vampire slayer you can follow us on x instagram or tiktok just search previously on buffy don't forget to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast directory so you never miss an episode. <laughs>